he knew the world would not be the same. Few people laughed, few people cried. Most people were silent. I remembered the line from the Hindu scripture, the Bhagavad Gita. Vishnu was trying to persuade the prince that he should do his duty. And to impress him, takes on multi-armed form and says, now I am become death, the destroyer of worlds. I suppose we all thought that. Hello. One way or another. Welcome to the Pronosis Podcast. This podcast is about the transpersonal, the transcendental, and the mystical. We'll be talking about who we are, where we are, and how to move forwards in this world, where the veil seems to be ever thinner, and reality hasn't quite turned out to be what we were told. Thanks for following along. Hey, dude. Yo, yo. How you doing? Not bad, yourself? Pretty good. Pretty good. We are... What is it, the 21st of December? Happy winter solstice, dude. Happy winter solstice, yeah. Have you got any plans? Are you doing anything? Are you going out to witch you about in the forest or anything? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be with the fellow druids. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> got to find them first. <laughs> Don't know where you are. <laughs> but yeah, man. So um, I suppose this is what now? This is the fourth. This is only the fourth podcast we've done this year, isn't it? I think. Yeah. I probably should. It's like a quarterly thing. I will. I owe an apology for that because a lot of it's been me. Like I've just because I've been dealing with chronic fucking you know pain issues and shit like that. There's been so many times when we could have done it, and I've just been like, <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I sometimes think, I just fell asleep as well. Yeah, man. Like, I'd wake up to a text from you. I'd be like, oh shit. Well, the thing is, I mean, it's like it, it's it's an arsehole because we obviously I don't know whether or not. I mean, we work in a similar, you know, we work in the same place, so we have to, it in order to try and get our like both of us off at the same time. It can be an arsehole, and then when we're both tired and cranky and ill, it's like oh for fuck's sake. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think, I mean, like, yeah, we've definitely, next year, we've got to get back into a, uh, a proper routine of uh, recording regularly. Because there's been so many, like, fucking hell, man, 22, 2022's been crazy. Like, it's been really, really fucking... Been pretty emotional. <laughs> yeah, man, it's it's been like, it's, it's... The, stu- the stuff that I ex- I went I went back and listened to our some like the last year's podcast that we did in New Year and like the predictions that we did and some of it we were totally totally right about like you know we predicted that like there was going to be the Russian like incursion dude I, talking about predictions I, go on I, I found well someone sent to me one of the weirdest videos I've ever listened to or seen and it's just some random dude called his name his name's great eagle the third eagle oh, right. his name's the third eagle yeah and it's just some old dude in like a blue shirt playing like an out of tune piano <laughs> singing about revelations and this is 12 years ago Fucking and he's hell. singing about obama will was it provoke the king of the north yeah and yeah. then like world war three world war three and it's coming for you and, he, and then he's saying like you'll have no electricity or oil and yeah. he's like singing there uh-huh. and then he says stuff like is it after world war three the new world order moves and then it's like and he goes the antichrist he's coming for you he's not nice he's not nice i was there like who the fuck is this guy yeah man it's like so i saint john like <laughs> john the a, apostle or whatever his name was. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> with I a mean, keyboard it's weird like um 
I used to think to myself because I used to speak to this to people about this obviously like you know I'd be in the pub or whatever and, and we'd get onto these subjects and I'd start talking about conspiracy and it would somehow always come back around to antichrist prophecy you know the the all this kind of stuff and I would kind of think like I can remember sitting and talking to people about this stuff and even in my own head thinking to myself like it sounds crazy I'm coming off as a fucking lunatic here and like you can see the people who I'm talking to kind of like going from the oh this guy's quite interesting he uh, talks about things to the oh my god I'm talking to a fucking nutcase <laughs> and you could see it and 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 so I kind of stopped for a long time I purpose I thought I thought you have, a to, lot of you have to kind of prod you have to see what, yeah. they're, what they're open yes. to yeah exactly you have to be like yeah. do you believe in ghosts yeah <laughs> what about end time prophecy mm-hmm. genuinely honestly yeah. like this is the kind of stuff that I, I should have been doing and I never did and so I ended up kind of thinking to myself like yeah I sound I sound fucking mental but this year has just been like oh okay I can see how this how it could happen now yeah. like for example my um, my I'm in a like a whatsapp group with the guys who I used to run a band with and uh, they've gotten into conspiracy stuff recently because obviously you know who hasn't with watching what happened with covid and all that kind of shit and one of the things they asked me the other day was what do you think of harry and megan and i'd never really kind of i'd never really considered it before because i don't really pay attention to what harry and megan are doing you know it's it's kind of this thing that's just off to one side and i'm not really thinking about it but I started getting into this conversation with them and, say, and and saying to them, well, you know, the problem that we've got is that the the, the Saxe-Gotha-Coburg dynasty, uh, who are the people who are at the top of the European Union, you know, they're the, they're the royal family in Brussels, they're the people who are, you know, they have they are the bloodline when people talk about bloodline politics and all this. That's that's who they're talking about. And. I kind of I, the way that I explained it to them was that like because they want to be on top of this antichrist system they want to be the head of the new world order they're going to put as far as I'm concerned they're going to put Will, Prince William forward as the leader of this of the king of the new world order kind of thing but obviously there's one big problem and that's that a lot of this stuff is being built on um, like left-wing politics, it's being built on ESG and S social emotional learning, and you know all of the, the kind of the trans thing, the, the open tolerance. They're pretending to be good guys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, one hundred percent. But they've got a big problem, which is that what's the big thing that all of these left-wing people talk about? The white male patriarchy. Oh, I was going to say Alex Jones. Oh, well, yeah, there, there is that too. I mean, if there is anyone who is a representative of the white male patriarchy, it's probably Alex Jones by my pills. But, um, <laughs> love you, Alex. But, uh, yeah, it's, again, the problem that you have is that obviously you can't, you can't, on the one hand, have this whole situation where you're pushing this, um, this kind of, you know, super culturally relativistic Marxism. And then on the other hand, have the people who are, who you want to push forward as the as the leaders of the new world order be the people who are literally like the former slave owners, the former racists, the whitest the literal, kids you yeah, know, yeah, the whitest people that we. Yeah. <laughs> and so what they're doing with, or in my opinion, what they're doing with Harry and Harry and Meghan, is that it's it's 
It's very akin to what they would have called in the Maoist Cultural Revolution in China a struggle session, where they're having this open kind of cleaning of the dirty laundry. So, you know, Harry and Meghan are going out there. Meghan's talking about how everyone she's ever, you know, met in the royal family is a white racist and they hate her for being black. And when she was giving, when she was going to have a child, they asked how, you know, how black it was going to be. All this kind of stuff half black yeah 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 it's like well you're fighting against ginger jeans there love so we'll see how we'll see who wins on that one you know i mean it's like one way or the other genetic struggle of a lifetime yeah 100 percent. yeah yeah um so what they're doing yeah they're 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 basically having this whole thing where they're gonna they're they're going out and and Meghan markle is accusing the royal family of being racist now, Which I believe. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, absolutely. Although, again, you have to. What you have to remember about the royal family is that they're racist in terms of bloodline. They're not racist in terms of skin color. There've been plenty of black yeah. royals. Uh, you know, you can go back all the way back through the through the Stuarts and the Moors, kings uh, of Spain and Andalusia, and and even some in Britain. There've been plenty of Moors and Muslim, you know, royals. The classists. Yeah, absolutely. It's all about... It's bloodline. It's 100% about bloodline. So, um, what I genuinely think is going to happen is that eventually, when King fucking Sausage Fingers dies and, and, you know, shuffles off the mortal coil, King William's going to be coronated and crowned. And when he's crowned, he will, as as a big gesture bring Meghan and Harry back into the royal family uh, and there'll be this massive kind of show of atonement and of you know of forgiveness over what the fam- what the royal family have done over all these generations and then nobody will be able to call the royal family racist anymore because they'll be able to say oh no that's the previous generations that was that was your your prince philips and your queens and your king charles's and stuff this new man this this literal new man this prince william who's like this epitome of the modern gentleman is not racist at all you know look he's 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 welcomed uh um harry and Meghan back into the circle and that'll be it and from that point forward they'll be able to push themselves forward as this like unifying force because they've managed to to do what the Marxists want everybody to do, which is to openly and publicly accept that they're racist and then apologise for it and atone for it. So it's this public struggle session that's going on. And it's like... I then have to go into the, well, why is why are they putting King Charles... Why are they going to put Prince William as the as the head of the beast system, which is a com- you know, completely different thing. But this is what's happening with, with this this Harry and Meghan thing like it's really contrived and you can kind of really tell as well it's like 40 chess it's yeah 100% yeah, yeah. yeah. they know what they're doing they they they're washing the 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 whitewashing without <laughs> without wanting to make a pun they're whitewashing the history of the royal family and yeah. they're saying from this point forward we are a new a new system a new generation a new group of people um and then yeah they, i i I hope we get a Jesus then. If we're getting a B system, I at least want a Jesus to go with it. Well, you see, that's where you start getting into William. Um, a lot of the things that people have been saying about well, William. Because people said he looks a lot like the Shroud of Torrent. Oh, God, yeah. 
So that would make him an antichrist because he look because he looks and pretends so. to be. Mate, is he going to get coronated? And he's like, I have magic powers now. Yes. Okay. Oh, right. Sake. So so here we go. This is I suppose this is going to have to go into the predictions thing, but I'm not necessarily saying. How old is he? <coughs> um, forty-one. He'll be this year. Oh, I thought he was like thirty-three or something. <coughs> <laughs> oh no, a lot of shit happened when he was thirty-three. Yeah, uh, believe me. <coughs> but so so. In I think it was nineteen, nine, <coughs> the early nineteen nineties, sometime between ninety-one and ninety-five, a man called Tim Cohen wrote a book that was called The Antichrist and a Cup of Tea. And the point of that book was that Tim Cohen was a symbol, was somebody who's what we call symbol literate. He understood what the the symbology is around chivalric heraldry and stuff like this. So when you look at um, Prince Charles's symbolic heraldry his his red dragon yeah it's oh it's all kinds of stuff it's like the unicorn it's the griffin it's the red dragon it's, it's the got, unicorn's christ isn't it yeah oh yeah. it's yeah i mean th- this is it you see it's all it's all there as a part of and again if you go and if you go and find this book or i think there's also a there's a there's a, a, a slideshow that he did as a as a lecture that's gone up on youtube <clears throat> antichrist and a cup of tea it's called and it's really fascinating it goes through all of the heraldry shows how every single image in the heraldry is talking about some level of of revelations and so he 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 basically stated he thinks that uh, prince charles is going to be the antichrist and then prince william was born and prince william's chivalric heraldry is almost identical to charles's apart from in Charles's, the red dragon has a uh, a chain around its neck, and in Williams, the chain has been unleashed. So it's literally saying they're unleashing the red dragon. You know, they are they are. It is um, again. It's speaking to this aspect of revelations. So when you look at the way that they've tried to rehabilitate the royal family in terms of in terms of like uh, across the globe, like when you watch them go and visit america now the americans love them like they f- for some reason like a huge amount of the americans absolutely adore william and kate and they they whether or not it's actually a thing that's amongst the population or whether or not it's just something that's on the media they push it 100 percent, and mean, they roll out the red carpet americans now, like james corden so it's not um, like they're well, very good i don't even i don't think they do <laughs> like i think they've decided that he's a bit of an arsehole to be honest that's good because he's been banned from a load of places he got banned from like a restaurant <laughs> in new york for acting like a diva and all that kind of, and honestly to be fair they let Ricky Gervais tell that joke at the uh, the Golden Globes about James Corden when he was talking about um, what was it? The oh, the joke was something like this year we saw James Corden as a gigantic pussy, and he was also in Cats the musical. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's like fuck, yeah, yeah, fair play, that. man. Yeah, you got that. it. But yeah, uh, yeah, I don't think yeah, I don't know. I don't think they like James Corden anymore. But yes, I see what you mean. They like that you know they embraced Piers Morgan, they embraced John Oliver. These are all people who essentially weren't able to get careers going in 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 England. Or in the case of Piers Morgan, they'd been literally taken to court and told that you know that, that like prosecuted for doing horrific shit like tapping the phones of dead people and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, he's a bit of a fucker, isn't he? But if there's one group that you would assume if you know anything about American history the fact that the Americans roll out the red carpet for 
William and, and Kate is the biggest symbolic thing you could ever do because what is the, you know, what is the red carpet? It's literally symbolic of the bloodline. And so this is why when it's like all the Hollywood stars at the Oscars also walk across the red carpet because they're all satellite bloodline people like your Angelina Jolies and your Madonnas and stuff like that. Yeah, like if you ever really look at the famous people, the, the, they're always related to other yeah, famous people. Absolutely. Those other famous people are related to, guess what? The royal family. Yeah, or <laughs> super rich yeah. dynasties. Brad like, Pitt, Angelina Jolie. Just um, no normal, actual, like, yeah. pop-up people, most no. of them. Well, especially well, big is, ones. It's like, it was. there were so many years, so many years that I was saying to people, nothing that happens in mainstream popular culture is organic. Nothing. It's all convoluted. It's all a psyop. Every single person who is allowed to become famous, like, think about it, right? How many famous people are there? How many celebrities are there, right? Probably I would say throughout the globe in Western media, there's maybe 100, 150 people at any one time that are super celebrity level that you know, that everyone knows, you know, your, your pop stars, your writers, your political commentators and stuff like this. So how difficult would it be for, you know, a group like, say, maybe your Zionists, say, maybe your conservative Christians, say, maybe your Muslims? How difficult would it be for you to make sure that those 200 people are always people that you've put forward? It's not going to be that difficult. And this is the problem, because you say, you know, I say this about celebrities. industry plants. Yeah, absolutely. Fucking intelligence Doja plants. Cat. Doja Cat. Absolutely. Literally fucking plant. This is it, man. Absolutely. The whole thing. And this is one also, this is what we were talking about last episode about Harley Harley Pasternak and Kanye West and how they got re- they, they, they kind of let Kanye West say whatever he wanted until he exposed Harley Pasternak and he started talking about, hey, yeah, yeah, I've got this guy who works in Canadian PSYOPs who's constantly telling me what to say, constantly telling me what to do, and when I don't do what he does, what he wants me to say and do, he threatens to take my children away and drug me into unconsciousness. Dave Chappelle talked about this recently. Yeah, absolutely. You know what's kind of real? Since what Kanye said, ignore his I like Nazi shit, that's... What, what the fuck is he doing here <laughs> like we will get into that but I'm even mate, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like he was he the problem is he, he used you know we talked about his last time he used the generalization yes. of the word instead of being hey there are a group or a mob of designists running basically all of the music and Hollywood yeah like and it's if he'd said that and just said names mm-hmm. it'd have been much better but no he had to <laughs> Yeah, he had to be Kanye. He's careless. I mean, you know, it's it's. But in a good way. I did see something. He did, he he had a video where he was like, "Well, I've just cancelled like some like two billions worth contracts yeah, for yeah. a single tweet. I am now Dude. free. I can do whatever I want, sell what I want." Do you know, that was, was like, one of the things. Pretty genius, actually. That was one of the things that I pointed out when his, when all this first happened. The first thing, one of the first things I said was that don't you remember a couple of months ago? He went on this on what was it the, the 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 something guys podcast one of the podcasts that was that he did recently as well that was taken down I forget I forget the name 
but he went on the on a podcast about two months ago and he started talking about the contracts that he was in and about how he wanted to cancel them how he wanted to open his own church open his own schools and do all of this kind of stuff and what was preventing him from doing that was the, the essentially the ownership of his back catalogue and his IP by the groups that he was involved with and he wanted out of it and of course someone like Balenciaga is not going to give up Kanye West because he's a cash cow to them he's like they can they can they know for a fact that they can make any item of clothing stick his logo and his ID and his IP all over it and people will buy it when you look at those trainers that he was selling like it's just a player a pair sorry a plain pair of trainers there's nothing special about it the only thing that's special about it is that it was made by Kanye and it has this glow this celebrity kind of thing like Air Jordans used to have so they're just literally squeezing him for his for his IP that's all they're doing and yet he could he's in a position or at least he was in a position when he was a billionaire to go out and just create his own clothes company just create his own music label just create and the only thing stopping him doing that was his commitments to, to these other other labels and what did he do he went out and he cancelled and like you say in one tweet he cancelled all of those contracts cancelled and he had no legal liability he didn't have to you know he didn't have to buy his way out of them he's not he's not going to get sued by any of the companies like adidas or the banks or anything like that because they made the decision to get rid of him and yeah all right he's lost his billionaire status since he's done that though i've, I've noticed like I've, I've i've noticed a lot of um black american youth who are like yeah Kanye's right yeah and i'm like whoa okay like here we go this is the reason why like again we're like we talked about this the last time this is the reason why they did the the um the the east coast west coast rap thing with mtv because the zionists were never that scared of white men you know in the end, they they generally kind of pass greedy. amongst. Yeah, it's, we, it's, we, we, yeah. Well, you can well, you can buy us out. Absolutely. I mean, look at Christian Zionism. Like you know, a lot of a lot of white people buy into Zionism. You know, it's it's they. I don't know why, but they do. The problem for the Jews was always, or not the Jews, but the Zionists was always the fact that at some point when you constantly push the slavery issue and you constantly talk about it and you constantly say to people you know slavery was this unbelievable crime committed by white people against black people eventually people are going to start doing the reading and they're going to realize that oh right so 70 percent of slave owners and slave ships weren't white men they were jewish they were they were zionist owned and the rest of them that weren't Zionist owned were Freemason owned. And what's the difference between Zionism and Freemasonry? Essentially, Freemasonry is Zionism for Gentiles. You know, it's the Kabbalah for Gentiles. That's all it is. So eventually there was always going to be this reckoning of black people were going to turn around and realize it was the Zionists that did this to them, not the white people. And this is what's starting to happen. This is now. what Yee's pushing for. Yeah. And this, it's 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 I don't know, it's such a weird situation because like, did you see them just after 
he posted what he posted the defcon thingy yeah all these articles started coming out saying like they were just they were like all black people are anti-semites yeah and it's just there's it just like loads of these like weird weird random hit articles that have been pre-written probably Absolutely. just talking about how like oh yeah the black america's like strife and full of anti-semites and semitism yeah. and i was like holy shit you're just blaming people you're just generalizing yeah. everyone again like, well, it's, it's because they knew like if you go and listen to lewis farrakhan or or even malcolm x uh, they openly say this like they, like the funny thing about the, the the kanye west thing is that they went so crazy over what he said and yet they didn't go crazy when obama went and met with with like like the the black hebrew is right leaders they didn't go crazy when he went and met with lewis farrakhan and lewis farrakhan's they've you know they've called him an anti-semite for years why why did they call him an anti-semite because he pointed out that that slavery was not a white crime it was a zionist a jewish and a free masonic crime and all he was doing was different was it was differentiating between who the actual people were as opposed to just saying white as you know as a as a giant identitarian group he was kind of burrowing down into who the actual people were and they've called him an an anti-semite for years for that and so this is why this is why this happened this is why we've spent the last 50 maybe even more years looking at america and seeing this massive racial divide that's been pushed between white and black people it's been pushed more in the last 20 years than it was before but then even you know you have the jim since, crow stuff everything well, that was done, occupy wall street mate that's, well, when, that's yeah. when the culture war started the recent one well i mean again that was all because the they again they realized like the, we, the almost figured realized, out. we almost we, figured almost, it out almost we were so close with occupy wall street man it was there was the tea party were you know were around not so long afterwards a lot of the people who were involved in that when you look at the tim uh the like tim pool and, and people like that luke rudkowski and and the guys who were actually at uh occupy wall street and made their names and their careers there that was the thing it was this it was it was just populism it wasn't left wing or right wing it was just populists coming forward and saying we are being fucked over by the bankers literally by these people in these buildings on this street they are doing it we need to fucking do something about it and so what did what did fucking the bankers do they literally they had people like soros pay millions and millions to have these community organizers go down into occupy wall street essentially split it all up by race and by identitarian category and that's how they that's how they got rid of it because you know rather it went from everyone as one mass saying these are the guy these are the people doing it we need to stop this it started being like right okay so we've got the black caucus there and we've got the the latino caucus there and then we've got the gay and the lesbian caucus there and we've got the white caucus here and all they had to do was sit back and within two or three days those caucuses were all infighting because it, it all became about their identities and it all became about what's the white man going to get out of this what's yeah. the mexican remember what what's they the did to man? us don't yeah forget yeah, these exactly. bankers remember what they did to yeah, us exactly and it's exactly like, wait a second yeah yeah it's, it's, it was genius it was absolutely genius yeah. uh, but it's 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 people have now figured this out i mean i just went and watched i don't know if you saw the other day tim pool and, and his podcast came from uh 
Charlie Kirk's Turning Point um, Festival is that the, the guy United with the funny face? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the guy with the smushed up face. Yeah. He's he's all right, Charlie Kirk. I, I I've got quite a lot of respect for him. Um, but he's built this entire movement, and and Timcast went and did their podcast live on their stage the other day. And this is a this is a con- an American conservative movement, and they're basically agreeing with everything the anarchists and the libertarians on stage have to say, because they're still saying what they were saying in 2012 at Occupy Wall Street. None of these problems have changed. All that's happened is after Occupy Wall Street and after the financial crash, they fucking the bank has dumped a shitload of money into the system so that we could have this 10-year fucking sugar high when everybody forgot what happened with the with the 2008 crash and forgot who was responsible for it and forgot that there was this period where we could have allowed the market to recorrect itself and we could have allowed the banks that were wrong and had engaged in criminal behavior to go out of business and strengthen the banks that had acted ethically and instead we had the federal reserve and the bank of england print trillions and trillions of dollars and hand it to the same people who'd caused the problem in the first place and because they did that like i say we had this decade of everyone just carrying on as if nothing happened in 2008 and now it's 2022 these chickens are coming home to roost they can't keep this fucking system afloat anymore they can't just keep adding money and inflating it it's got to collapse it's got to they have they need a monetary reset and so the great reset is here that's it man that's exactly what's happening what people don't get about like klaus schwab and all this kind of stuff and how connected he's been like people only started really paying attention to klaus schwab a couple of maybe a couple of years ago when he wrote that um covid19 and the great reset book that literally fucking laid out everything and was like yeah ah yeah, covid19 is a great way for us to use and exploit and what create people didn't realize uh, he was writing that before covid came yeah, out yeah well you I mean, can't write yeah, a book that fast yeah it's of course i mean you had the same thing so so that was pre-written yeah, of course it was and, and it was it didn't have to be covid19 it was just going to be anything like whatever it was going to be whether it was a smallpox virus they released or an anthrax or whatever it was just going to be here comes pandemic here's how we're going to use the pandemic as a vector by which to implement all of this political stuff that we couldn't get by under any other any other thing this is what klaus schwab means like we're what like when uh, when when was rishi sunak elected like what two or three months ago we are two or three months into a coup like britain isn't britain anymore that stopped a few a few months ago when klaus schwab managed to engineer a situation where the elected leader of the Tory party who was Liz Truss uh, when they managed to push her out and then literally appoint the successor to be Rishi Sunak who is the guy who lost a landslide election to Liz, Liz Truss like that was it that's the coup it's happened like it's not we're not waiting for it it's already happened we now have a a leader who is essentially like a usurper you know he's a he's a he's a foreign agent he's an agent it's you can't even really call him a foreign agent because the whole thing about the world economic forum is that it's a nationless entity so it doesn't have any what's it called any any uh, sovereign borders yeah it doesn't have sovereign borders it doesn't have land it doesn't have um 
a, a, an obligation to a group of people like the British government does. You know, the British government's supposed to look after the British people. That's it. That's within its borders. That's the whole point. And now we have this nationless administrative state that called the World Economic Forum that's completely taken us over. And it's like people... We saw the same thing happen in 2008 because in 2008 we had Gordon Brown uh, was implemented as the leader of the Labour Party. Nobody fucking voted for the guy. It was just one of these things where it was like it was known for years that when Tony Blair steps down, Gordon Brown will be the guy who takes him over. So why was it Gordon Brown? Well, it was Gordon Brown because he's one of these Scottish right 33rd, 32nd, 33rd degree Freemasons who was educated in Scotland. You know, he's part of this. If you look at the British royal family and all, it's it's all in Scotland, like the Stone of Scone and everything. It's all up in Scotland. It's not they they send their uh, their children to Scottish schools like St Andrews and stuff like this. It's all this Scottish right, the the the, the Masonic Scottish right. Oh, fuck, where was I going with that? Oh, Gordon Brown, sorry, yes. So, because Gordon Brown was this guy who had spent this 10-year period before the 2008 financial crash setting the financial crash up and saying to people the boom and bust period of, of economics is gone, you know, Keynesian economics doesn't really apply anymore. You can just, like, endless credit forever. Don't worry, it'll never fucking collapse. Everything will be fine. And so everybody took his word for that and then went and got all of these loans and lived these extravagant upper-middle-class lives on debt that they couldn't have afforded in the first place. And then it all collapsed and people were like well how did that happen gordon brown told us that boom and bust was gone well it's like yeah who made trillions out of the collapse gordon brown he's a fucking con man <laughs> it's exactly the same thing as what's now happening with rishi sunak it's like he's gonna make all the money out of this collapse he's gonna reset the economy and he's gonna reset the political order in the united kingdom and he's gonna essentially hand us over in a, with a fucking lovely little bow on top to the new world order and this is the point it's like this is this is why this is kind of why i was talking about prince william and how they, he's going to be seen as like the, the antichrist and put forward as the head of the new world order because what is all this based on right who is rishi sunak well he's the social credit system guy you know he's the digital programmable currency guy and what is that well it's it's the beast system how is it any different to the mark on the hand and you know this is the only way you're going to be able to buy and sell and if you don't have if you don't take the mark if you don't you know this is what the 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 digital programmable currency thing is all about it's setting up this system where you either comply and they let you live or you don't and they find some wonderful novel way of making you die it's like this is this is what it all is and when and and it's been a conspiracy theory for so many years and people like me have been fucking chided for so many years behold a pale horse exactly yeah even before that like you know like like even bill cooper was kind of just looking at the people who'd come before him um you know he was kind of more looking towards like the manly p halls and the albert pikes 
but they'd all written this plan down. Like, Albert Pike wrote down about the three world wars and about how the third world war was going to end up happening in the Holy Land between the, the Zionists and the, and, the, and the Muslims, and this would be the, the war of the end times. So we're going back to apocalypse prophecy again. Like, you know, fucking Zionism. And we've got that situation now where they've, they've, they've birthed the red heifers They've got the uh, all the accoutrements and all the decorations and everything. They've tr- literally trained the rabbis that will be administering the faith in the third temple. All they have to do now is take down what's in place of where the third temple's going to be. The mosque. Exactly. The Al-Akbar mosque, which is the Dome of the Rock, which is the one of the, if not the, argu- arguably the holiest site in Islam. Maybe second to the Kaaba, you know. So, this is it. Like, this is absolutely... This and that is the will start a war in, yeah. in the Middle East. That, yeah. that, they touch that mosque, there's going to be a fucking Of course war. it will. Like, of course. I mean, this is a thing. This is the reason why they've done this. Even, even during the Crusades. So, during the Crusades, like... <clears throat> you had exactly the same like it's it's kind of weird how how analogous to the crusades this situation is right now because when the crusades were happening there was one group of people who had this essentially this exilarchy this this um this nationless uh like administration uh, and they created the money and they had the trade routes and they learned all the languages and so they were given they ended up becoming the advisors to kings and all of this kind of stuff because they could speak multiple languages and through the trade networks they could uh you know kind of get all of the news and they created like this first intelligence network and all this kind of stuff and they ended up realizing that by staying friends with the Christians and the Muslims and fermenting the Crusades and having this situation where you always have either... You have the the tripartite religion in Jerusalem. So you have the Christian claim to Jerusalem, you have the Muslim claim to Jerusalem, and you have the Jewish claim to Jerusalem, and these can just consistently fight in between each other and when more money needs to be made all they have to do is oh who's in control of the dome of the rock at the moment oh the muslims all right let's have the let's have the christians attack them bit of a holy war fun both sides like this is what was going on during the crusades this is why there were three crusades and this is why this was a particular period of time where uh you know the the zionists were being expelled from a lot of countries because it was being recognized and understood that a lot of times they were funding the enemies of the countries along with funding the countries themselves so that they could make the money off the war and, and you know inflate the currency and all this kind of stuff this has been going on since like the 10th century and it's it's been every single time that it's been exposed every single time that it's been kind of really talked about there's always ended up be whoever's talked about it has has been assassinated as the leader or this or they've been oh great yeah or they've been caught in an endless war you know they've oh. been caught up so that they they can't actually get any of their political aims done because they're they're constantly having to raise money and raise armies to go and fight against you know political enemies who are being funded by the same group so it's like the difference is is that now the public know about it because we have the internet 
and that's where the difference lies you know it's like we're on to you yeah i mean yeah a hundred percent it's like like literally the meme of like the goyim no like genuinely we do like we've like people figured it out like this is this is this is slowly they awaken yeah a hundred percent and so now when when people talk about this it's not considered this crazy I mean it is obviously still in the mainstream but for a lot of people it's not considered this crazy bullshit like oh my god you're talking about revelations you're talking about like apocalyptic prophecy and stuff like this people are beginning to see that like this is not a it's not a prophecy in the sense that it's something that has been predicted it's a prophecy in that it's a blueprint that's being laid down that's being followed to end up at this end result and the end result is this full spectrum dominance of planet earth by this one particular group of people or it goes wrong for them and this and is the great revelation yeah. that happens and everything is revealed and we find out who's fucking with us so the thing is this is why the antichrist exists in the prophecy because the prophecy states that people will figure this out and so what they need is to put somebody in the place of the person who's going to be the savior because antichrist does people make the mistake of thinking that it means the uh, the opposite of or the enemy of of christ it means yeah it means in place of and so this is where you get to someone like, okay, so who are they going to put us put us the in place of if this was all going to happen, you know, say I'm I'm not some crazy fucking stone bloke and this actually is a thing that's happening, you know. How would they who would they put as the Antichrist? Well who would have the claim for a start? Well, I I think it's Zelensky. And I'll tell you why. Go because on. the Antichrist well if, if if you look at the Dajjal from my Islam, mm-hmm. it, it's it's of that um, region. So it's either an Arab or it's a, a Jew. Yeah. They which lengths he is. Yeah. And I he has one eye. I reckon he's going to lose an eye in in, yeah, in thinking happen. he'll lose an eye, become a war hero, and people will follow him, and something will be revealed about him or something like that. I don't know. That's just my 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 what I'm, what I feel like the most. Makes okay. most sense in my head. I don't think, like, yeah, I think, I think that's it's not a bad call. To be fair, yeah, it's definitely he's a kind of person who people you could see. worship him in the West yeah. at the moment. Yeah, definitely. Um, but right, I'll tell you why I think it's William. Right? Okay. You're probably correct. But... Well, I wouldn't say I'm correct, <laughs> but I would. I mean, I would honestly. I would obviously. It's one of these things where it's like no one can ever really claim to know any of this stuff. I could put all of this shit out there, and then tomorrow it could be like. Oh, by the way, Zelensky's announced he's the Antichrist. <laughs> he called himself Dajjal. And I'm like, okay, it was Zelensky, cool. But the reason I think it's William is because... Turns out to be a Macron. Oh, yeah. Well, again... True, though. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is... Well, the thing is, again, firstly, what, one thing that we do have to point out here is that the Antichrist... There's not, there's not meant to be one Antichrist. It's the system, the Antichrist system, and there the are group many in place yeah. of Christ. Exactly, yeah. there is a. It's it's a. It's the ten-headed beast. You know, it's the. It's the. It's the. Uh, the, and they're led by this one person who is considered to be like you know the anti the, the actual Antichrist. But it is. It's a, an entire system. So it could be the situation that Macron, Zelensky, and Putin, but Johnson. Just, you know, just just clicked a bit. So it's the the red dragon. Yes. which would be. Which would be William. Yeah. 
with 10 heads, mm. which would be like a council below him, yeah. with crowns. I don't know what the crowns would be. Countries, nations, territories. Well, so the 10 head thing. There's stars. There's stars, yeah. there's crowns, horns. So the ten, Well, the 10 head thing for a star is the UN. Was it seven heads? At the end of Barack Obama's um, presidency, <clears throat> he he okayed the uh, split up of the of the globe into 10 regions so the un now looks at the globe in the sense of that if it being 10 separate regions um and i can't remember that you know this is it's kind of like the the orwellian thing of where it's like it's east asia europa and all this kind of stuff but if you look this is what the this is what the the un did and so we're already in a situation where the, there could be a single person at the head of the UN ruling over the ten-headed beast because it is this ten-nation coalition or this ten-region coalition. I think it's ten heads. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It is, yeah. But the thing about it is is that, like, so the first thing that you would need if you were going to present somebody to the world as the Antichrist was you you would need the bloodline, um, uh, what's it called? The bloodline claim. So you would actually literally have to be able to claim that you were of the bloodline of Christ, which is known as the line of David, right? So the royal family claimed to be uh, the tribe of Dan, which is one of the um, 12 Danites. tribes of Israel. Yeah. yeah, the Danites. The Danish, you know, the, the, this is where all of this stuff comes from. There's, there's loads and loads of different different little kind of nudges and points towards this thing. This is why the the uh, the king is or the queen is coronated over the stone of scone the stone of scone in the bible is known as the stone of destiny which is where uh, jacob one of the patriarchs lays his head down and has this vision of a stairway to heaven and you know it's this fucking massive dmt trip basically that he has where he goes on a fucking you know uh, Led Zeppelin of the, yeah yeah uh, everyone's exactly. again there, yeah. yeah absolutely uh, you know this is they knew what like Robert Plant, Jimmy Page knew, especially Jimmy Page knew what they, what he was doing. You know, Jimmy Page didn't live in Alistair Crowley's house on Loch Ness for like thirty years without reason. He knew yeah, what yeah. he was talking about. Um, so, in terms of who who would that bloodline be? Well, that bloodline would be William. William is the person who, the, is the sole person on this planet who can literally say my bloodline and my family at least from our interpretation and our own genealogy and our ancestry of what we claim to be our bloodline is the is the bloodline of david it's the bloodline of the biblical patriarchs it's the same bloodline that birthed from king david down to jesus and then jesus was considered the king of the jews because he literally was he had a bloodline claim to being the king of the jewish tribes so that he's got that down he's literally william is actually bloodline he can actually claim divine right to rule whether or not you believe in it is another thing altogether but he can claim it so after that you've then got to look at the other stuff that they claim about the antichrist and one of the things they claim is that it's going to be this massively popular leader who is who has the world behind him you know and people are going to be caught up in his cult of personality and it's all going to turn out to be a lie and a deception you know because he's going to he's going to deceive the people so a lot of he's going to do a lot of things he's going to signal in a lot of the different the the kind of the correct ways that people would expect him to politically and when you look at william 
Like, seriously, dude, that guy has never fucking put a foot wrong. Like, can you think of a single scandal that Prince William's ever been involved in? Other than his mother's death, obviously, you know, the, the actual, like, there's nothing. No. He's lived this diplomatically perfect life. Like, there's nothing yeah. you can get him on. He's never ma- He's never made a racist comment. He's never said anything sexist. Him and Kate, both of them are fucking trained to absolute perfection. They have, they are diplomatically, you know, if you were going to come forward and say, nominate somebody, like say for example, all of a sudden there are conflicts that going that end up going Aliens on. arrive and you need yeah. an ambassador. Or, yeah, that's it. You see, this is it, man. Or say that like a big world war breaks out and there's an and someone needs to to bring everybody to the table somebody who has never shown political um you know, deference to one group or another someone who's always done their diplomatic duty as a per as a royal not to get involved in politics not to speak out of turn but to always facilitate like you know nations coming and coming together and doing things this is what the fucking this is what they presented themselves as this is literally what williams presented himself as so you could see how maybe like i don't know maybe 2024 january 2024 like um putin does something that really fucking pisses off nato nato storm into fucking russia and world war three breaks out or or say for example there's a there's a there's a, a, a mossad terror attack on the dome of the rock and all of a sudden that you know, you have a this maybe this short range for maybe four or five days. This little thermonuclear confrontation between these two countries. Who's going to be able to come and to bring everybody to the table and sit them down and say, right, we have to fucking sort this out. It's going to end up being a fucking a Prince William or like who else could do it? Do you know what I mean? Diplomatically, who else has the the nous? Who else has the the standing and the breeding? Like. It's fucking him, man. Like, seriously. So, I don't know how it's going to happen, but he's going to be put forward and presented as this is the guy who we can all get behind, who every country can get behind, because technically all of the European countries and America, they're all fucking royal bloodline anyway. You know, there was that young girl in America who, who pointed out that something like 43 out of the 45 American presidents are literally directly related to the Stuarts and to the uh, Habsburgs. So they're literally, di- you know, they're, they're the Windsors, you know, this is it. So this is how it's going to kind of come forward, I think. And then we go back to what you were saying earlier on about the, Tur- the Shroud of Turin, right? So the weird thing about the Shroud of Turin is that it's never been debunked. Like throughout, I'm I, you know I'm 40 now, and throughout my entire life, the Shroud of Turin has been this thing, this enigma that's there. 20 years ago, they were like, we've debunked it, and then like 10 years after that, it was like, oh actually shit, no, our debunking wasn't right. Because um, they they said that like for that imprint to have been projected or or imprinted onto that. Mm-hmm cloth it would have taken like the power of like a thermonuclear mm-hmm. bomb like with like like, yep. like a neutron star yep. like for a second it's like a burned. flash of a light it's burned into the material it's not painted and this yeah. is what they always used to say again all of this stuff this is like as as um as technologies move forward as we've been able to analyze this shit a lot more this is what i mean like you know when i was kind of first getting into studying all weird paranormal and esoteric stuff the shroud of Turin was considered to be a fake it was like yeah this was clearly a painted image blah 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 fuck off it's not the right you know whatever and then dna 
uh, or, or like you know dating uh, uh, techniques got better and so they were able to go oh actually shit we've date tested the fibers and they actually do go back to like like uh, like mid-roman times and this like what kind of gives me faith the fact yeah. that the shroud of taurine is, is real yeah yeah and like something happened there so it kind of gives mm-hmm. you a bit 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 of hope it's kind of like a uh our heart, so, our, the, so we're in hell's deep mate we're yeah, gonna yeah. sit and we're waiting for the white the man on the white horse yeah absolutely holy shit that's that's why this is all going to happen wait it's all the rings of revelations yeah yeah I'm, oh oh fucking hell lord of the rings is everything because, because lord of the rings is, is, is betrayed as a with white hair when he yeah. ascends he has white hair and he rides a white horse mm-hmm. gandalf behold arrives. a pale horse yeah. gandalf arrives yeah at the, the great dawn whatever it is yeah when everyone's surrounded in helm's yeah. deep from the uruk oh shit it's 100 percent. this and um uh Ooh. chronicles of narnia these are all Sound literal like, like like <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if that means I, if I can be Legolas, then yeah, yeah, yeah. we're you'll all good. To, you'll have to toss me. <laughs> Maybe like when we stop recording, okay? You don't, have fucking, you don't, don't talk about that shit on air. You'll have to toss me. <laughs> uh, right, hang on. Where were we? Okay, so yeah, um, uh, but yes, no, you are correct. Um, if you if you actually get into uh, Tolkien's inspiration for Lord of the Rings, a lot of it is legitimately it's basically a cross between biblical prophecy and something called the box saga which is like the scandinavian was oh, that the finnish thing yeah 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 oh that's super fucking interesting i need to look into that i keep hearing oh, people really, talking I'll about send, it i'll I send a couple listened. of things over to you You're, there's a couple of things re- so shout out Cause to because go on he says is it linguits linguistics are, are the well sort of wellspring human life, are the, yeah. the wellspring of life mm-hmm. that's it yeah butchered that didn't I but <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's, I mean yeah. it's not as if you were specifically talking about language or anything but uh, no it's it's yes um, he so I'm sorry Mr. Tolkien I've let you down <laughs> essentially the box saga is Finnish Atlantean myth and the reason why it's so interesting is that I may bust you this so I apologise everybody go to fucking YouTube um, type in um, welcome to Helheim uh, it's a documentary that was made on the box saga and it's really fucking brilliant it will absolutely explain all of this kind of stuff but so the reason why um, they the Finnish believe that they have uh, the claim to being the like the actual and Atlanteans who survived the the cataclysm and carried on is because when you look at the um, the Gulf Stream right the Gulf Stream is this 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 stream of hot air that goes all the way from Finland and Scandinavia all the way over the Pacific to uh, all the way over the island fucking hell whatever the ocean is I can't remember but to over to Florida right so it goes all the way up the Gulf all the way up Scandinavia all the way around so you don't even really need to row you can go and sit in a boat in Finland and the Gulf Stream will essentially just the current will take you straight way straight to Florida right so there there is this big cave in finland that's called in a place called that became helsinki it's called hell and it's one of these caves where it's like it goes down into a um a fucking a volcanic pit so when you look at it it's like a big glowing fucking hole and it looks <laughs> you know like that one in russia where it just looks like the entrance to hell well it's there's, there's one of these in in 
in Finland as well, and they consider it to be the 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 uh, what's it called the entrance to the underworld in down into the hollow earth, all of the you know everything, all of this kind of stuff. But they honestly think that um, this is where the term hell freezing over comes from, because when the cataclysms hit this entire area that used to be kind of tropical and you had this thing called the vapor canopy which was like um uh like another basically a, a lower um part of the atmosphere that was like vapor that was being held up in the sky and the vapor canopy canopy fell and like this is where the floods all came from and all this kind of stuff and the rivers and the and the and the oceans uh, because the the all of this moisture and all of this vapor used to actually just be suspended in the air and we were kind of living it's very much like avatar we were kind of living under it and this is where the, the megafauna and the superfauna come from like the saber-toothed cats and the woolly mammoths and all the gigantic fucking insects and you know all of this kind of stuff that all fell and the way that um civilization was saved was that this group of people got on a boat went to the gulf stream went to florida and the bahamas and the caribbean and this is why the Bimini Road and, you know, everything that we've talked about on these podcasts, like for the last year or so, about what Dark Journalist is saying about the hot zone in, in Florida. all the fins. Yeah, all of it. Yeah. And it, well, why? The reason, again, because when you start looking at the language, you start realizing that Finni- Finnish is Phoenician. Like the PH and the F, a lot when these languages have been... Um, like Tolkien believed that the original wellspring of language was Welsh and that Welsh was literally like this catch-all kind of remnant of the original language that all of these other languages came out of but when you look at Welsh there's all of these weird conventions like double L's and uh, you know were two letters put together that make phonetic sounds and uh, you know this is where phonetics comes from like this is you know you, this is phonetics phoenician finnish it's all this this is essentially what the box saga is all about and it encapsulates all this thing into an like a really cohesive narrative that i'm fucking butchering like fuck trying to explain <laughs> but yeah go yeah welcome to hellheim go and listen like really and honestly like the box saga is is it'll make you love lord of the rings even more than you already love lord of the rings 100 percent i'll have to watch that I'll yeah watch that definitely tonight, i will I i'll i'll put a link to it on our fate on our twitter yeah yeah um but right hang on that was a big fucking tangent where were we going i don't even remember what we were talking about we started talking about lord of the rings all of us oh we were talking about revelations weren't we? yeah, Shit, yeah that was a the, diversion yeah. of the half yeah. that was well i mean no it's it is right because it is it's one of these things where it's like this is what is missed a lot about about c.s lewis and about tolkien is that they were speaking in in Christian allegory, you know, it's like Tolkien does have a few quotes that are attributed him to him talking about being an agnostic or an atheist or whatever. But he was also one of these people who understood the role of Christianity in Western culture. Like, you know, you don't have to be a Christian to realise that our values and our laws are based on Christian morality, and that that's what we've really been discussing and debating for the last three or four hundred years. So it's not out of the realm of it's not like a massive diversion to to realise that that is what Tolkien was talking about. And Gandalf is Jesus, right? But okay, so he dies, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. He resurrects. Yeah, he comes back. Shit, sorry. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
and he comes back in a grove of trees. Uh, yeah, it's honestly like the, Mate, it's we're gonna come a, we're gonna come across a method one day with like a, a yeah. ring, <laughs> and then we're gonna have to take it to some volcano <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> well, again, man, we're in, we you know we're in Shropshire. This is where fucking all of this stuff. We can go to uh, Dinis Bran, which is Weathertop. Go there and yeah, see yeah. If you can hand it to the wraith. Stabbed by ring wraiths, yeah, mate. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, stabbed by ring wraiths there just means like buggered by fucking smackheads. <laughs> oh, dear, mate. But right, okay, so I, I am going to wrap this up now because I am going to fucking. We have other things to talk about. But so, the Shroud of Turin. Um, like I can completely say, never forgot been, we were talking Yeah, about never that. been proven to be fake. It's very clearly and obviously a photo, uh, a photographic It's like negative. a Polaroid, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. a photographic negative that's been burned into the cloth. The cloth has been shown to be uh, woven around the, you know, the, the turn of the uh, first millennium. And the weird thing about it was, was that about four or five years ago, they started DNA testing the Shroud of Turin and they got a load of different um, plant samples and a load of they, it became this quite interesting thing where they were looking at all the different uh, like you know the stuff that had basically gathered on it over the years trying to figure out what the you know what the people might have been eating and all this kind of stuff all the really interesting archaeological shit you can get from that but what it means is they've got they're, you know, they're talking about DNA. So how would you prove? Because there's blood of it. Isn't there? mm-hmm. And not only that, I mean, again, obviously, because we're not, um, we're not in a video podcast yet. Uh, that'll happen. That'll happen at some point. But um, if you go to Google now and you type in uh, like Prince William Shroud of Turin, there are people who have genuinely done like the facial analysis and overlaid the faces over over one another, and it's close enough it looks close enough that you would fool people. Do you know what I mean? You could say, oh, look, this guy has exactly the same facial features. He has exactly the same thing. And then you've got the blood samples. And so you could literally go, all right, well, we're going to send these blood samples off to Israel and we're going to have the Israeli, uh, you know, the, 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 the amazing Israeli um, genetics labs that they've got test this blood. And we're going to see if it matches the blood on the Turin shroud. And then they're going to announce that it does. And so then you have that's it you've got the the prophetic claim has come true the bloodline claim has come true and you have if you are inclined to believe it dna evidence that prince william is the same person genetically as the person who was photogenically imprinted into the shroud of turin have you ever seen those machines those how how do are you machines the what the how do are you machines oh (laughs) yeah yeah i just ate my words the first time i was like shoot i was like i I had no idea what were you talking about for a moment um no i don't think i have actually no the uh why are they interesting are they big black cubes by any chance with like multiple eyes like oh really yeah like eyes all over them see for now I don't, I don't know I've never <laughs> actually seen them <laughs> but yeah so this is the re- but like I say this is the reason why um, I'll get the ADL after me now aren't I yeah but, uh, that to be, dude that fucking ship sailed like three podcasts in <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like, showing up at my door like yeah well, absolutely 
hello to the Mossad because I know you're probably, oh, <laughs> you know, yeah, probably one of the people who's listening. I will take the shekels if you uh, give them to me. Yeah, I'll sell out. I'll yeah, sell go out. for it. Why not? Absolutely. We would be able to find a way of both selling out and also still somehow managing to talk about the shit we wanted to talk about in code. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We could well, do that shit. Man. I won't actually sell out because. Oh shit, I don't know, it depends how much we're talking about here. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm joking, I wouldn't sell out. I can't. No, 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 no. I don't really give a shit about money. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah, it's, it's, that's the kind of way that you defeat all of this kind of stuff. Because this is what it all is. It's, I live in a cave, it's, mate, They are, right? <laughs> there is this, this is where it comes back to the Aramanic thing that, like, we were talking about when we were talking about Araman all this time. It's that they're, they're trying to trap people in materialism. You know, that's really what all of this boils down to because it's only in, it's, you know, that people can only be exploited materially. You can't be really spiritually exploited. If people know their true power, if people really understood, like, what they could be capable of if they just spent their life, you know, putting their mind to this kind of stuff instead of spending their entire lives being distracted and shit. And then you have to account for quantum immortality. So they get the idea that, like, you can't really actually die. And, like, Whatever they do to you will never kill you. Mm-hmm. That'd be actually horrible because you might but get tortured forever or oh, shit. Well, no, but it's it's not even that's not even that's the thing though. They don't even need that. They don't need to torture you forever. They just need to make you afraid of the possibility that it might happen. It's just fear. It's fear, man. Fear is the fucking mind killer. It's literally this thing of like, like when you really like one of the things that I really uh, have a fucking shit ton of respect for Kanye for. And don't get me wrong, like, I'm not this massive great big Kanye mark or anything. I'm not a huge stan for him. I just think that he's... DM me he was, Kanye. Yeah, he was the... Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I will help you, man, if you want to. I could probably help you more than fucking Milo Yiannopoulos could anyway. And Nick Fuentes. But um, one of the things that is good about what he's done is that he's made... Somebody just needs to put that shit out. You know, they need to be... A, they need to... They need to lay a foundation on which the the debate can happen, and that's what he's done. And it's like it's it's he did it in the most fucking ham-fisted way possible, and he made a shitload of mistakes while doing it. And but at the same time, it's the balls of just doing it. It's kind of worked. Like yeah, hundred percent. Like some people are like, wait, they just he just proved them right, like yourself, yeah. right? Yeah, like. I mean, it's done exactly is, what he said you would have. I mean, off. it's like, it's, it's what he's actually done, the real thing he's done, that's the powerful thing. And this is why, like, I, like I was saying to you earlier on today, I'm fucking white pilled at the moment. And it's not just because fucking my favorite person, Michael Malice, is releasing a book called The White Pill, which is great. Everyone should go and read it. I haven't even read it yet, but I just know it's going to be great. So go and read it. <laughs> but, um,. You know, I uh, it's he's shown how little power they have. This is all just threats. They're all talk. When you say no, yeah, that's it. That's it. The thing is, don't get blackmailed. First of all, mm-hmm. and if you do, right, just own up to it. Be like, yeah, yeah, I suck that guy's dick in that closet. Fuck you. Absolutely. Like, don't, don't. It's the fear. Fear controls you. Yeah. yeah? Like, I don't give a shit if some. Like, I, I, I wouldn't give a shit if Trump or whoever. Whoever was being blackmailed came out and goes, yeah, uh, I suck, like, old men's feet. I'd be like, that's cool, yeah. man. That's cool, whatever. I stuck my fucking dick in a pig's like, head. Yeah. yeah. Even the <laughs> ones even the ones that done some real fucked up shit, if they came out and they were like, 
I did this, but they are doing this. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, I'll forgive you. That's forgiveness. That's 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 the idea of Christ consciousness. Like I can forgive you as long as you own up to it. Well. You have to tell me. Alright, not to fucking harp on the Kanye thing. <clears throat> but when we when we were doing the intro, I started talking I said, Oh, we're gonna have to talk about this. Because Alright, this might be <clears throat> this may be the most controversial part of the podcast we've ever done, right? Why Kanye was right to say I love Hitler, I love Nazis. Oh god. <laughs> it's not what you think it is. <laughs> it's not Again, it's not what you think it is. So, what is Kanye trying to do? He's trying to embody Christ Christ consciousness. Shit, you're right. And what do you do with Christ consciousness? Forgive. You forgive and you love your enemies. And that's not a... That's not a way of uh, dismissing what they do. It's a way of showing them that there's a better way and that they don't have to be what they are <laughs> and that because the problem is this has always been the problem this is one of these things that that's great about what elon musk did with twitter when you don't debate these opinions when you turn around to someone and call them a nazi or call them a fascist just for the re you know for for for, for milk toast center-right opinions what you do is you tell that person there's no place for you in polite society so what happens to them to those people well they go further and further into their echo chambers they go and find the communities that tell them that they're right and that con you know confirm all their biases and they end up becoming even more radicalized because they weren't able to just have the discussion with someone they weren't able to just have a talk on on a level and for people to explain to them why the ideas were bad you know yeah and this has been happening for years now like all of this stuff that's just i don't know how how into the twitter files that you've got but fucking hell man like it's the worst like every if if i could sum up the twitter files it would basically be every all the worst shit we thought was happening is happening and it may even be worse than we thought like the FBI has been actively using social media to censor opinions like this they, it's proven now there's no you know the the people who were at the head of the Twitter trust and safety board were people who were just exercising their own subjective opinion Fauci's daughter was on it wasn't she <laughs> fucking dude Podesta's daughter was on it you know uh, the guy who, who was at the head of it is a guy called Yoel Roth who had a secret Twitter account that was all just about like dirty kind of like his gay debauchery essentially <laughs> you know and a lot of it was like there's one tweet where it's like oh a man with with like uh, a moustache and I, this isn't the tweet but it, paraphrasing he basically says a man with a man who looks like this is sexy a man who looks like this holding a child is drop dead gorgeous and it's like okay yeah these are the guy, these are the people who were fucking censoring twitter these are the people who were you know blackmailed people who had the fbi pulling their strings going censor this opinion censor this opinion censor this. and and we all knew it was going on everybody fucking saw it like you know but you were called crazy if you pointed it out because there was no actual first-hand evidence of the people who are in control of the system actually talking about doing it and now we have that evidence and it's like like i say it's kind of even worse than we thought it was 
and so it it comes back to this thing of what what Kanye's trying to do is he's trying to, to bring everybody back to the table and this is why if you listen to him on that fucking Alex Jones podcast he doesn't say I love Hitler I love Nazis blah 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 he says I love Zionists I love the people who tried to destroy me I love everyone I love Hitler I love Nazis I love Zionists I love Jews the whole point of what he's saying is universal love Christ consciousness and if you believe in all that kind of shit that's what he's that's what he's doing that's what he's talking about and what happens someone cuts out the bit where he goes I love Nazis I love Hitler and that's what makes it onto the news and so they can go around the circle again and try and destroy him again because he's but the funny thing is is that what he's doing is he's going around and he's talking to all these people and like like who would have ever thought Alex Jones would have somebody on the podcast who makes Alex Jones like his asshole titan and go shit you can't talk about this like genuinely you know yeah yeah he's he's mate the bit with Nettie though oh fucking Nettie and Yahoo it was (laughs) mate that genuinely made me wonder whether or not he's like he's either like a master fucking troll like he really knows what he's doing or he's he is a little bit loopy and he's and maybe you kind of need to be a bit loopy to take all of this shit on but oh, I'm nitty. I'm nitty and I'm <laughs> I was crying but hey man fucking hell like look at what happened the other day right you had the you had the um the fucking world cup final Elon Musk is in a skybox and who turns up next to him fucking Jared Kushner who's Jared Kushner Jared Kushner is the guy who essentially undercut Trump on everything that he wanted to do. He's the guy who convinced Trump to bomb Syria. He's the guy who convinced him to take on all of these fucking neoconservatives. He was the handler, the guy who's, you know, who's there. Why, you know, Trump fucking did all of this good shit and they allowed him to do all of this good shit as a populist. But he also recognized Jerusalem as the uh, capital of part Israel. of the end time revelations and that's part of the end time revelations man we should have you know what we should do we should get a, a chart on the wall we should have all the revelations <laughs> up and we should every time it comes true we have to pin it up like, like bing yeah oh we should totally fucking do that man 100% and then every time someone bec- we'll have like level of antichrist by time to apocalypse we'll have to move it we'll <laughs> move it yeah it's kind of a conspiracy board. Like yeah, that. man. Yeah, yeah. That could totally fuck. Yeah, that would be. Good. I mean, this is it. Like the same thing fucking happened with Obama. You know, like everybody thought Obama was the was going to be the Antichrist at one point, and it was the same thing because he had this specific bloodline through his father's like um, uh, uh, member. Well, his grandfather's member of like this tribe in Kenya that supposedly are um, like trace their bloodline back to the Egyptian pharaohs. It's like smash, isn't it? It's like a new challenger approaches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like someone else pops up like no, this guy's the antichrist <laughs> well again i mean technically or part of the antichrist obama is still in control of america like nobody really thinks joe biden's actually president yeah the dude yeah. can barely fucking finish a sentence i mean jesus christ have you seen the amount of times he's wandered off stage like it's sad <laughs> it's really fucking sad that bit where he fell off his bike fucking oh man like it's 
can you even imagine i couldn't even imagine britain having a prime minister like that like we it would it wouldn't last like it would be i mean bojo was like flying he's a, down zip lines he's about flags. as far as we would go the problem is is that taking Bo- out kids in rugby yeah that was fucking funny man i mean literally that's the that's that the personification of that uh if you're going to do something make sure you give it your all no matter the opponent <laughs> but that well again it, but i mean this is a thing though isn't it it's like this is the problem with politics, man. This is the win. The, if I'm white pilled about all of this stuff and about how I genuinely think like this, this globalist fucking beast system is gonna, it's, essentially, it's just gonna end up falling on its ass. But the problem is, is that like, what can, what ends up kind of getting put in in its place? Like, where is there in Britain at the moment? Who is there in Britain who could really actually? Who would you have as prime minister? Like the only person I could think that would possibly be suitable for the job that knows what the problems are would be Nigel Farage, and that dude would just get the Trump treatment. Like they would, he wouldn't be able to get anything done because it'd just immediately be fucking like he's a Nazi, <laughs> he's a fascist. Yeah, ah. yeah, he'd have a plane crash as well. Fuck yeah! Oh my god, I completely forgot about that. Holy shit! Yeah, sus on it. Well, again, that was the first time because he was. European Parliament member because he, he backed down after that, didn't he? He kind, of, yeah. he kind of fell off after that. Well, that's always been the weird thing about Nigel Farage is that, like, he's technically the most successful politician England's ever seen. He's, you know, within the space of twenty years, he came out of his career. He went into politics as a single-issue politician. He built a, a, a party that pushed the leadership party into giving a referendum that he won. So he completed his goal and that was always his thing he always said well i've completed my goals like there's nothing left for me to do i've got uk independence so there's no reason to have ukip anymore i wonder if he'll come swinging back now that we haven't got independence technically well that's the thing though that's the problem with the plane crash shit like if he was gonna do that he would have already done it you know he would have done it when liz trust became prime minister because again it's another remainer prime minister that had just uh, yeah. pretended to be yeah so I think, yeah, I 100% think that was a that fucking plane crash was a warning, yes. and it's very much the case that they that he won't come back into politics because I think he knows that if he does, he's too successful, and uh, yeah. So who else would they be? Me. I mean, yes, I would I'd, vote for you. I'd be a dictator, though. I I <laughs> I, I would. I'd be a good dictator. But I'd be I'd, I'd be a dictator. Mainly, um, mainly lots of head. Is there? Can lobbing. you? Do, is there such a thing though? Can you be like a, benev- a benevolent dictator? Do you not think power corrupts? Yeah, it would corrupt me. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I fucking love how honest you are about that. <laughs> a lot of people would try and keep the illusion going. Yeah, yeah the, I've always believed the people who the best people to hold power are the people who don't want it. And the yeah. problem is, is how do you end up getting a a, a a parliament of people who don't want to be in parliament? Yeah, because like, I, I was looking the other day, and there's no historic um, like democracies that went well. Like they never go well. Oh yeah. Like the Athenians never went well. Rome, that little democracy didn't go very well. I mean, as far like, as I remember, I'm pretty sure Democritus was like 
don't do democracy. It, it's mob rule. It won't fucking work. Everything will fall apart. Like eventually you'll end up in a situation where the mob are just too powerful and they're unassailable. So there's nothing that you can do about what they're going to do in power. And I don't know. It kind of seems like we've fucking reached that point. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Fucked my headphones up. Hold on, you. Just... <laughs> Alright, okay, we're good. I've got them. I've got them back. We're okay. Yeah, back here, cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's it's. This is why I kind of always. This is why I'm so obsessed with American politics because I think the answer to this question is constitutional republic, and I think that the problem with Britain, the major problem with Britain, is that we have a, a an oral constitution and a legislative constitution that's not actually written down. So um, we don't really have anything codified. And I think that this the best thing to do, the first thing that we should do as a country is write a constitution and a bill of rights. Like, give ourselves back the right to be armed. Why the fucking hell did we ever give that away? Like, <laughs> surely now, looking at places like Australia and Canada and what they ended up doing through COVID lockdowns and stuff like that, and the fact that, like... I mean, shit, have you seen this thing that they're going to start doing climate lockdowns in Oxford in 2024? Yes, yeah, ridiculous. It's basically gentrifying the city because you can buy passes. So if you're rich, you can just drive through the city whenever you want. Mm-hmm. But if you can't, well, it's expensive or you get fines. It's, yeah, what the fuck? But it's this whole thing. It's this. It, it's creating the control grid. It's locking people down in their areas and making sure that freedom of movement is taken away. Hunger Games shit, man. It is, man. It absolutely. Again, it's like it's the creating creating a district. You know, it's. Um, I don't know. Like I. Maybe that's what one the the, the horns are or the heads. Well, yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. A head, what a head has two horns, so each head has two districts to them. Fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, it's it's. Um, it is kind of. It does seem a little black pilled. I must admit. But then at the same time, like, England and British history, if you look through British history, it kind of has this habit of, like, when a hero or when somebody needs to step up to the front, someone does it. Fucking Arthur. Bring it, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, you know, I mean, look at what's happening in, like, like Scandinavia. Mer- Merlin shit. never died. No, of course not. So he's going to show up. There's going to be some young little kid he finds, right? He's going to give him a magic sword. And he's gonna free us, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. This is beginning to sound a little bit like Star Wars, to be honest. <laughs> well, they got the sword of light in uh, Irish well, mythology, yeah, man. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. And the dagger. Oh shit! I never thought about that actually. Yeah. Fuck. And they got the dagger. The that the man who wears like ten cloaks. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and there's all these. Yeah. And he got the. I'm gonna have to go back through like the Tuatha Dé Danann because I've read like I've read I've read it, but. It's so long ago that a lot of the information like coagulates in my head, and I know that there's like the four invasions, but I can't remember which ones are which and like where the Balor fit, Balor fits into it and all that kind of shit. But yeah, the sword lights some interesting shit. Right? Yeah, man. But again, it's like I suppose this is the thing: is that like there's all there's there's a lot of counter prophecy that goes on. Like we have our own prophecies. Why are we trying to fulfil the Jewish prophecy? Like technically, shouldn't we be tre- trying to fulfil? 
like British prophetic so mythology. You tell us what we have to do is venture into the realm of the Fae, convince yep. the King of the Elves to give us the sword of light, <laughs> so we can come and free the realm of humans, right, from the darkness, and then return balance to the earth, which the Fae would enjoy because we're out of balance at the moment. It's fucking them up, and we won't sit nukes off either. <laughs> I mean, it goes into their realm and fucks them up. To be honest, that sounds like a better prophecy <laughs> than having World War 3 and then like a fake rapture and all of that shit so yeah I'm definitely I'm down for that shit man 100% go be Jedi's in like the swamps of Dagobah like what how the hell do you get to the realm of the Fae if anyone knows let us know uh, I think Joe Rogan's got a couple of ideas <laughs> shit yeah let's get some uh, yeah man it, that, that wouldn't be a DMT Uncle man Dimitri. that'd be an ayahuasca you'd have to fucking take like do a proper full on like 12 hour fucking ayahuasca <laughs> trip where you spend the first two or three hours shitting <laughs> and it's like this is the thing I like it's so funny that people don't realise they speak to people about ayahuasca like have you seen in the uh, in the, the magazine section where we work they've they've now got a mindless mindful mindless a mindfulness and spirituality magazine oh no I need to read that oh man it's fucking it's some woo woo astrological bullshit it's brilliant it's like properly aimed at you know like like kind of mid 20s girls who are into like witchy woo stuff and all this like yeah. wicker yeah like... and it says something on the front about like ayahuasca and DMT journeys and I just imagine all these like like British yoga girls reading about ayahuasca and thinking oh yeah that sounds fun oh yeah got into the forest and shit my pants for two hours <laughs> like on my hands and knees vomiting into the fire yeah that's gonna be great yeah yeah I still need to try some Dimitri I haven't tried it yet I mean you know it's uh it well, it's I plus need, points I need, to, I need to work up to it it's, it's scary as shit it's, it is and again, like I, even as someone who's done it, it, the problem with it is, is that like you don't, I don't know what it is. Like I can't really, do you know what I mean? Like I'm, I wouldn't. I know there's a lot of different um, theories on what you're actually, you know, whether or not it's actually your own, like aspects of your own personality or, or like the dark side of the collective consciousness. Or, there's loads of it, or whether or not it's actually like genuine realms that you're going to and all that kind of stuff couldn't fucking I couldn't tell you which one of those ideas I fucking fall down on there's a lot of times when I look at it and I think well I studied demonology for a long period of time and it has a lot of parallels towards what people used to call demonology and invocation and evocation and stuff like this so yeah I don't know man I'm always I always say to myself never say never but I don't know if I'd do it again like I think I've had like I know enough I like even maybe doing it once is enough to know to recognise what it is and do you know what I mean because you can't really bring anything back from that realm you anyway you forget it anyway exactly like, it takes I you have, years and years to I kind have of revelations sometimes when I'm tripping balls and like it's just like forget it 10 minutes later yep, gone 100% man. I, mean, I remember sitting downstairs on the sofa I had a revelation I was like David the thinker mate I was sat there on the <laughs> table like I know I know it all yeah. and then like an hour later I was like shit yeah gone didn't write Absolutely it down gone. this is the thing so it's like yeah I and this is this is the problem with it all is that you know like I've spent a lot of my time since I did all of that stuff trying to figure out exactly what it is and exactly what's going on 
and I just think there's no you, there's no. It gives point. me hope. This is kind of what gives me hope with everything going on because it's like there is something to the background of everything that is so. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So weird. Something's yeah. like nothing. Something's. I've had this feeling for the last about two years. I don't know if it's schizophrenia or <laughs> <laughs> or I just I, I feel like something's off about life. Like everything, just, something doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. I, well, I, I do you reckon it could be. Like to me, it's like, am I dreaming? Like, 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 think about this. When you're in a dream, you don't question why you're there. You don't question anything. It's just like a normal. Everything's normal to you. You don't question anything in your dreams. It's just a normal day. And then you wake up here, but you don't. When you're in your dream, you don't remember here. And when you're here, you don't really remember your dream. You yeah. Images and flashes of it, but it's, it's like, how do I know this is real? How do I know this isn't a dream and I've got a real reality somewhere else? I'm just going to wake up one day. And it's like, something doesn't make sense to me in the sense that, like, nothing's real. Like, I'm not here. I'm in the future remembering now the same way I wasn't ever anywhere in the past. Mm. I'm just remembering it now. Like, I couldn't prove to you yeah. anything from my past. I see what you mean. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, this is, yeah, it's like the ineffability of time and all this kind of shit. I'm just now. I'm only ever yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, there is no. Yeah, there's no future and no past. No time kind of all happens simultaneously. Um, I mean, like a lot of this is simulation theory. Like, it's interesting, right? So, on Twitter, I know I keep bringing this back to fucking Twitter. Sorry, I've spent a lot of time on Twitter in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> just because I've been fucking, I've, right, been, you right. know, I've been figuring it out, man. I've been. I never really spent much time on there before, like we started the podcast and I made a, a Twitter page for the podcast uh, and then you were, you were rightly asked me to turn it down a little bit <laughs> and so then I made my own Twitter and I've started you know following like a few a few different people and it's quite interesting and all this kind of stuff um, but what was I going to say I was going to say something about Elon fuck uh, he talks about simulation theory oh sorry yes right so there's this picture of Elon Musk with Ghislaine Maxwell from a Vanity Fair party years and years and years ago. And she stood slightly behind him and it kind of looks like it's he's being he's having a photo his photo taken and she's like switched switched in from behind and you know she's got a fucking blackmail tool now, you know what I mean? Because everybody's like, "Oh my god, he's in a photo with Ghislaine Maxwell. He must be part of the fucking island shit, you know." <clears throat> But when you actually um, read the journalists who, uh, what's it called, who uh, reported on that meeting, there's one in Vanity Fair, and I think there's one in like, like, like The Economist or something. And essentially what the journalist said was, Ghislaine Maxwell went up to his Elon Musk and asked him, they struck up a conversation, and she asked him, if it was possible to remove uh, some the trace of somebody from the internet and he said no and then she asked him to delete the internet and he kind of laughed about it and then apparently she started talking about um, aliens and he started talking about simulation theory and this is all you know about this conversation that they had you know it's this weird thing but everybody's kind of you know 
focusing on the fact that it's Elon and Jiz Lane in a photo together, what does that mean about the island, about the thing? They're not listening to the fact that these are two of the most powerful people on the planet. Jiz Lane Maxwell is like the front front facing head of the Mossad, essentially, the Mossad's trafficking scheme, you know? She's she not was, in prison. She's somewhere. She was, she's exactly. somewhere exactly. Of course. They they keep showing these photos of her, like in this low security prison where apparently she's become this I mean, how easy would it be to erect a fence and go and have her put her on put on grey sweats and run in front of the fence, take a picture, oh look, Gislaine Maxwell's in jail. Again, it's the same thing as like when Rusty Shackleford, that YouTube channel that was flying drones over the top top of Epstein Island. And Epstein sat there. Yeah, and he's literally in a fucking golf cart, have, like talking to the like the groundskeepers and shit. He didn't kill himself. No, yeah. no, he's fucking sat on his arm. Exactly. Yeah. So this is the thing, though. What is like what's interesting about that is the fact that what do the what do the most powerful, richest people in the world talk to each other about? Well, apparently, it's about aliens and simulation theory. So they think we're in a simulation. I think they, Elon they want. 100% they want. They're trying to. They, I think they're trying to want. They either want to escape, or they want to create a simulation that we can jump into, like the Matrix, and live free from them. Because it would cause time dilation. So you could enter into this, and within two seconds of our time, you've got you're living like thousands yeah. of years of your time mm-hmm. within this simulation, and you're free from outside observers. So if we're out, if we are in a simulation, the simulated really can't react to us before we'd about yeah. thousands of I don't mm-hmm. know some well no you're right and I mean I was thinking about this a while ago asshole. I was like how would I escape a simulation well I imagine it's because we were talking about 1899 and like 1899 and Dark and a couple of other From like there's a TV show called From these TV shows are big uh, talking about this all the time a lot of them coming from places like Netflix and the Bernays family and Amazon and Bezos and stuff like this and they're literally constantly showing us this like oh, maybe you're in a matrix maybe maybe the world around you isn't real and if you open that door there you'll be able to go down a little fucking shaft and come out in a completely different reality somewhere else where you're actually strapped in a chair being fucking MK Ultrad. follow the white rabbit that's what it's exactly this is what it's all fu- like seriously like this is the thing that gets me about it is that like well you know you know it is weird it's kind of like the Gnostics what they talk about we've talked about this before you got yeah, like yeah. the idea that like well I mean is it the Gospel of Thomas where Jesus asks his disciples he's like where am I from tell me where I'm from and no one can tell them where they're from they're like oh you're from heaven he's like he just kind of shakes his head he's like you're from the sky and all that and then Judas comes up to him and says no you're from Barbello the immortal realm and then he takes him aside and tells him a secret mm-hmm. and it's like almost like there's another reality somewhere and we're yeah. in the wrong one we're exactly. in the material not the not the spirit mm-hmm. we've kind of fallen basically yes like, that's what sophia is it's like this yeah. the it's the, the the holy feminine it's the like the holy spirit basically and also like this is now like permeated modern kind of political terminology because like I'm talking about white pills where did white pill come from well it came from the blue pill and the red pill thing where was that from that was from the matrix what the ma- what's the matrix about it's about this idea that you live in a simulated reality and the idea is to find a way to escape it it's like it's which Christ weird. is which is fucking neo yeah you got yeah, John, fucking yes Morpheus is John the Baptist absolutely 
Yeah, Trinity is, is the holy Trinity. Yeah, I mean, fucking hell, it's right. It's literally right there in front of you. You know, this is why I'm kind of glad with the way that they did. And the true reality is called Zion. <laughs> I mean, fuck. Yeah, that almost kind of brings everything right back around, isn't it? It's like this is the thing, man. This is what makes me worry about it though a little bit. Though I would say it's like, you know, what's it... Go on. I was gonna say. Another weird thing is, like, if they are right, and what they all, everything they're doing now, all the suffering they're causing now, is so we can escape this reality and get into our true reality, mm-hmm. yeah. And then we we all back alive, and we all realise that hey, the resurrection's happened, yeah. Well, then it doesn't really matter what happens now. If they're right, they're right, and it's good. That's cool. And if they're wrong, and something good happens for us, then we, we win anyway. So yeah. It's like I don't think there's a I mean, bad that's... outcome in a weird way. Like it just. To be fair, I mean, to give the Zionists their due, that's what... To give them their due, I can't even believe I just fucking said that without even really... Jesus Christ. D-U-E, I mean. This is what um, Redemption Through Sin doctrine is, essentially. They, oh, shit. They, like, uh, 1666, and this thing, like, Robert Seffer was talking Messiah, about. Dark Messiah, is it? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. the idea that Sabbat Zevi um, uh, proclaimed himself the, 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 new, the Jewish Messiah and a certain amount of the Jews of the world kind of went along with this and this is where like Zionism was born and if you go and read like Theodore Herzl and, and the kind of the big masters of Zionist thought they all bring it back to the kind of this idea that the Messiah has come and we're all we've, the end time started in, in the 16th century and what we're living in right now is the tribulation and so this is why like they kind of do a lot of this um, like this this dark black cabalistic magic is because they don't because as far as they're concerned they're outside of the judgment period the judgment period's kind of already happened so they can just do what they want now to the you know for the to the point up until which the 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 the, the, the temple prophecies fulfilled have you seen what's that Seth Rogen film is it the end this is the end this is the end yeah yeah, yeah at the end it's gonna be that mate it's gonna like cut to like 10 years from now we'll be in heaven dancing to the Backstreet Boys Everybody. That'd be incredible. That'd be great. Oh man, that'd be awesome. Not Nick Carter though. Nick Carter's definitely in hell. <laughs> definitely in hell. Yeah. <laughs> but it is like, yeah, I think it's like, it's because I mean, I'm kind of this like milk toast fencer all the time. And I have all of these kind of opinions about things, but I never really like settle on an opinion uh, or an idea just in case because it's usually wrong but I do sometimes like I'm of this opinion that I do kind of think simulation theory is kind of the way to go forward like again when you just look if you just run the numbers we know that computing is getting to a point where it's exponentially going to reach the singularity and it's going to end up being in a situation where we can completely 100% recreate reality in a virtual sense. You know, we know that there's the spiritual kind of impetus to do this towards Ariman and all this kind of stuff. So what are the chances that that hasn't already happened and that's that's what we're doing now? It's far more realistic. It's far was, more. <laughs> what was if the Big Bang was just the computer turning on? Exactly. I mean, again, this is the thing. Everything can be put into that framework. Fuck. Absolutely everything can be put into that framework. I'm just, I'm just data. And it's more... Yeah, exactly. You're just an information point in... You're just a node in an information system. Yeah. I mean, that's literally what everything is anyway. Well, it's just, you're just I'll, points of... You're just a, like a trillion points of light. 
That's I'm, genuinely what you are. Man. Now I'm a nihilist. <laughs> I mean, no, that's the thing. You can't allow it. To, this is you. This is this is where you where you have to kind of be not not tempered with these opinions, but you've got to be smart about the way that you you allow this thinking to unfold because it can lead towards well i still got to exist i still got i still got to exist that was cool yeah this is cool. like I, it wouldn't change anything if i found that i was a simulator like yeah. I, I was a sim right like and like god is like just a guy messing with a simulation every now and then i feel like oh, it kind of sucks but it is what it is mm-hmm. and maybe like maybe that's what heaven is. You get your own little like RAM. You just kind of you just live in your memories. You just like uh, that's not a bad. Yeah, it's kind of not, it's not a bad way of looking at it. To be fair, like a dream and I the mean, idea to become lucid. Yeah, but you see the problem is, or not the problem. The thing is, is that like, like I say, this kind of the, one of the big issues that we've got at the moment is something called main character syndrome. You know what main character syndrome is, right? We're all the main character then. It's basically solipsism, you know? Like, everything we've just said here, if you run back all of this kind of stuff, it's just pla- it's Plato's cave, do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, are, are the shadows real? Uh, you know, is, are we inside, you know? Can we even conceive of what uh, what life is outside of the cave when we don't even realise we're in a cave? There's that old joke of um, two fish swimming alongside each other, and one fish says to the other, isn't the water a bit warm today? And the other fish says, what the fuck is water? You know? like <laughs> you know like we're in water we're swimming in air if you go above the uh like the density of what we we have it would look you know it's the same kind of thing it would be like putting your hand into water it's just this slightly more slightly more dense kind of thing of matter so you've got to be really careful when you talk about simulation theory that you don't let it lead to main character syndrome because the worst thing you can do is become a solipsist in my opinion because it's it's not necessarily all wrong. Like solipsism is should make up a part of your philosophy, well, but you can never allow it if, to become the, the overriding factor. Well, if we're in a simulation, then main character syndrome is silly because technically there is no main character. Yeah, exactly. You're all the same person. Yeah. You're all the same simulant. One hundred percent. You're exactly. all the exact same code. It was randomised. That's it's literally the law of one shit. Like, like, to, to be like, oh, I'm the main character. Well, that's, that's ridiculous because, like, what makes you the main character? Mm-hmm. Like, you're in a simulation. Everyone's running. This is it. It's not a game. It's a simulation. But it's easy. It is easy. You can see how if you would if you were to go down the idea of of simulation theory, you can see how people would kind of be like, okay, well, <clears throat> the only real consciousness I can 100% guarantee exists is my own. Like, I can't. You know, as much as as much as i mean you just look at it with like ai algorithmic chatbots and stuff now it's not going to be long before <laughs> you know you're not going to know whether or not you're speaking to an algorithm or you're speaking to a real person it's going to be that you know what if, what if it's This is the pause. Sorry, I, my, Sorry, my, I, I, I hurt my brain. I was going to say, you do have to finish that point at some point. <laughs> it did look like your brain was hurting a little bit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That kind of was kind of painful, that was. Right, so, dude, dude, what if we created ourselves and we are not <clears throat> real humans, we are simulants of humans being simulated by humans, right? What if when we create AI, yeah, mm-hmm. we simulate ourselves again? 
and they live the exact same existence we do now. Well, that's just fractality, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I mean. It's I mean, like it's... Um, those stacking dolls. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I mean, you know, this is like, like, this is the thing. Like, like the problem is, or not, again, not the problem, just maybe the, 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 the challenge here is the fact that this kind of thinking needs to happen on many different levels because, you know, this idea that 90% of the politicians of the world would probably be able to do the right thing if you just fucking sat them down and gave them a couple of DMT trips. I, I agree with that idea to a certain extent. Maybe we should, you know, get fucking... Make sure that before anybody runs for office they have, like, five grams of psilocybin mushrooms in silent darkness. Uh, I wouldn't be against that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, literally be like, come look at this. Yeah. Like, was it Elusive Mysteries they used to do? Yes, yeah, they fucking absolutely. Yeah. Like, Marcus Aurelius said it was the most profound experience in his yeah. life. And this is, like, one of the most, like, powerful Roman emperors ever. Oh, I mean, <laughs> fucking Marcus Aurelius, man, like, read as much of him as you can. Like, the dude is, is just... It's... It's... I understand when people... It's a bit like Shakespeare, when I understand when people don't believe it's one person because it's like how can this one person be so fucking like wise and like based and like awesome like as a stoic as a as a philosopher everything as a general fucking the dude is just incredible and it's the kind of thing that makes you realize that like well that why would you well if it was a simulation why would you why would that be anyone but you do you know what I mean? Why, if you, if genuinely we're in a simulation where we were like, we are creating a simulation for ourselves to kind of, um, uh, I don't know, satiate our, our conscious or whatever, just, you know, why wouldn't it be more than what it is now? You know, why would I be talking about someone else as president? Why wouldn't I just be imagining myself as president? Do you know what I mean? That's the thing that makes me think twice about it and think, well, actually, there does seem to be, you know, if I, if the, the thing that makes me think that, that main character syndrome and all this solipsism is bullshit is that like, yeah, no, if I was thinking, if I was imagining my life, I wouldn't imagine my life with the challenges that I've imagined that I've yeah, faced. I've got a shitty I mean? imagination. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I don't necessarily mean that in a bad way, you know, because obviously the challenges that I've faced in my life have made me the person that I am and I wouldn't ask for anything to be any different or anything like that. But at the same time, you know, I, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing if I was king of the fucking universe do you know what I mean I would be out in the middle of the universe like creating planets and creating solar systems and doing all of that kind of shit you know I wouldn't be confining myself to a 3D prison on like a fucking mud planet that's know? like ravaged in war poverty yeah. suffering all these other horrible things yeah Oops. but it's you can't you know this is this is what I mean this is why you can't necessarily you can't have a hard and fast rule and a hard and fast idea of what the universe is because there's a lot to simulation it's theory, the great man. mystery oh it's absolutely like... you could convince me in a different you know a million different ways just personally myself I think 
like five or six different theories about the universe are true in any different day and any different hour you know it all just depends on circumstance and situation it can even just depend on how i'm feeling like so you know you can't necessarily hard and fast say it's a simulation yeah i'm always changing my mind on the universe it's it's uh is that one thing if we could understand that that would make everything make sense then because it's you can't how do you how do you measure the beginning (laughs) well it's it's also it's an expanding tree of like every branch that you look at just has like when you figure it out it has like 20 more little branches coming off of it so this is the idea like this is why the smartest thing anyone's ever said is like you know the the truly the truly intelligent person it true intelligence is forever understanding more about how much you don't know you know it's just that you've you can only ever ask the right ask the right questions you can never give the right answers because the answers are always just going to bring up more questions it's like fuck i can feel this joint hitting me (laughs) (laughs) so yeah what does 23 bring us now well i mean that's the weird thing isn't it it's difficult to know i think we did quite all right like if you go back and listen to that original fucking podcast that we did at the beginning of this year i think we did all right we we pretty much predicted what was going to happen in terms of war we pretty much predicted what was going to happen in terms of covid you know i think kind of like we probably couldn't have predicted what was going to happen with rishi sunak and fucking trust and all that kind of shit yeah that blindsided everybody nobody assumed nobody thought that they'd be that brazen about just installing a leader that they want installed in place so it's like you know but it's happened now um i think in 2023 i think we might see um i think we're going to see the proper rise of maybe a like a proper third party kind of alternative to labor and the conservatives I've been tracking like you know there's the reform party there's the reclaim party there's the remnants of what's left of UKIP um, I think that the more the more people see what's happening and the more this kind of the climate crisis I'll tell you what there you go I think there's going to be blackouts and I don't think they're going to be it's all going to be this artificial scarcity bullshit but I think they're going to start they'll start on a on a small level like maybe doing it for maybe half an hour here and there <clears throat> and then as the year progresses and we get further into the summer and the nights get lighter and all, and you don't have to kind of worry that much about you know lighting and stuff like that they may start doing a few more blackouts and actually start trying to roll that in kind of roll it out as like the like the covid lockdowns kind of thing but winter approaches yeah. yeah, we need to cut our... Yeah, man, yeah, absolutely. This, got, yeah. You know. I reckon the war's going to escalate as well. Really? You think it's going to escalate? That's inter- that's interesting, because I think it's going to kind of... I think it's kind of plateaued. Like, all right, I just showed you that meme about fucking Zelensky going and asking for 45 billion worth more of... <clears throat> well, the thing is, they're not going to be able to launder all that fucking money through FTX, like they did with Sam Bankman-Fried. Because all that shit's been exposed now they won't be able to do it again unless they really like seriously just want to get immediately caught so i don't know like that's 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 an interesting one i'm gonna have to see who wins that 
because I feel I feel what's happening now is I think Russia's gonna start a new offensive soon. Like yeah, yeah. Like see, all we ever really see in the news at the moment is how Ukraine's kicking ass. But there's, I mean, I've seen I've seen oh yeah, that's videos kind of, from yeah. both sides. Oh, like, yeah. They're both doing yeah. well, but it depends like where like where the fighting is. Yeah, and and also people need to remember is like this is Russia. Like they they've got yeah. A, yeah. they've got a history of turning around. A catastrophic, yeah, like um, military campaigns, and then coming out mm-hmm. the complete victors. People forget how fucking massive that country and is, how it can mobilize. Oh god, quick, yeah. like, like, and how people will fight for it as well. Like, it's there are still people in Russia who, who won't give up on Stalinism and won't give up on the idea of the Great Soviet motherland. Like, it's it's there still, man. It's, it's like, like it's it's still in the still in the background in Germany with that like did you see that German uh, prince who tried to um, create a government a, a revolution a couple of a couple of months back he was oh a couple of weeks ago I think it was he was um, arrested for essentially trying to create a, like he had like this, some Facebook group or some WhatsApp group <laughs> or whatever where they were uh, they were trying to basically create a coup and install him as as the as the new king of Germany the, the new uh, Kaiser this is it, man. And he was. He was bloodline German royalty as well. So it's like, this stuff's kind that'd of... That would have been a fucking swing, then. Well, I mean, it's like... Yeah, I mean, to lose Germany, if they were to lose... Like, if the, if the whole World Economic Forum thing was to lose Germany and Germany was to suddenly become nationalist again, it's like, okay. Fourth right shows up. Yeah, <laughs> then, then we, like, they, they have a problem right there. Yeah, was it? A new contender approaches. Yeah, fucking... Cha-ching! <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, I think. But that's. I think that's going to happen everywhere. I genuinely think. Like, like. I think. Right. This may be a. I one hundred percent agree that this might be a pipe dream, but I think to a certain extent globalism's dead. Like, I don't think it can grow any more than it already has. I think that people like the, the nationalist upswing is happening again. Like the pendulum's going to be yeah. going to swim back towards kind of populist nationalism. And I genuinely think, like, like the problem is, is that when that happens, then, you know, the globalists are going to start doing shit to try and counter it. And that's when you start getting big terror attacks and big fucking war, you know, Bonds. propaganda and yeah. everything, all this kind of shit. So fighting back against this shit is going to make things worse in the short term. Like, 2023 could be a fucking rough first six months man battle like, royale mate battle yeah. royale it's gonna be it it's, I don't know I don't know if it'll get that bad <laughs> I don't know if it'll get I mean I'm not gonna say it won't but I don't know if it will get that like, bad but I think like yeah I think it's like we're reaching this point now where um, nothing can be you, you can't talk about any of this shit in metaphor anymore it's literally happening like the idea of left versus right has disintegrated into nothing and we are now in this nationalist versus pop versus globalist uh, you know elite versus populism the the many against the few like we're back in this fucking thing and it's gonna end one way or another it's and i think we're kind of in a good position this time i think we can maybe even get to the point where we could take this fucking threat out for good but it's not gonna like people have to be fucking aware of what's going on and they have to like genuinely make themselves fucking aware of of 
everything geopolitical, everything nationally political, and like, I mean, I'm not saying going to say get engaged, but fucking talk to people about it, you know? Like, don't pretend this is shit that's not happening, because it is. It's fucking... <laughs> it's man, here. Like, my dad's talking about this shit at the moment. Yeah, man. Neil Oliver, man. Yeah. This is it. People Thank we you, never man. thought would talk you know my band fucking hell i love i love you guys like i know you guys listen to this podcast i fucking love you guys like it, like we had i know how fucking batshit fucking crazy i must have sounded in the first few years of of writing lyrics for for the band and them going what's the nwo what you what that what do you mean <laughs> and me going into like ah oh, fucking bloodlines man like i understand you know what i mean i must get it but you know people are in the end there's only so much there's only so many Epstein Islands that can be exposed there's only so many times the FBI can be shown to be actively censoring shit you know there's only so many times you can take a sitting president out of the public sphere of talk (laughs) you know there's only so many times you can literally uh, install your own world economic forum prime minister above the literal like voting of the conservative party you can only do these things once and every time you do it your head comes up above the parapet and people notice what's going on and that is it like yeah it's the grand noticing it's the awakening <laughs> i don't know i'm calling it the grand noticing from this point forward <laughs> that's it man it's the big noticing everyone's finally looking around them and going like wait a minute yeah holy fuck <laughs> Like literally that meme, that kid like, wait a minute, <laughs> <laughs> the fucking kazoo, mate. <laughs> like, where's all my money gone? Yeah. Where's my house gone? Yeah, Who's like... responsible? <laughs> Who? Who? Is I paying tax? What was all that about? Like, yeah. None of that ever made sense. Yeah, it's happening, man. And I guess on that note, we should say fucking Merry Christmas maybe happy new year i don't think we'll do another recording before the new year will we maybe maybe we'll we'll see we'll see we'll see what happens we'll see see how many days i've got off fucking hell yeah yeah i mean russia's been loading nukes into the silos yeah so we'll We'll see we'll see yeah we'll see yeah (laughs) in case i don't see ya see ya He knew the world would not be the same. Few people laughed, few people cried. Most people were silent. I remembered the lines from the Hindu scripture, the Bhagavad Gita. Vishnu was trying to persuade the prince that he should do his duty. And to impress him, takes on multi-armed form and says, Now I am become death, the destroyer of worlds. I suppose we all thought that, one way or another.